Welcome to the Audacity Church Podcast. We pray that you are blessed by what you hear today. We love to hear stories of what God is doing in people's lives. Take some time to share your story of how God is working in your life and email us at amen at loveservego.com. Now prepare your heart to hear from God today. Audacity Church, that's where we were at last week, so every time there's a fifth Sunday at Audacity Church, we close our doors and we find a way to serve our city and to just pour into another community. So thank you uh, for hanging out with us last week. I had an unbelievable time just being able to bless one of our sister churches in Bristow. Uh, they were just blown away um, at uh, what you guys did, the money you guys raised. I mean, it's just insane uh, what God continues to do through this house. I- I'm just beyond humbled uh, to serve alongside you guys. So, um, and what about all our kids? Like, wasn't that cool that everyone, they were, Maya helped keep them busy, but they uh, served right alongside us. And so this is first Sunday where we allow our kids to come in and they learn to take notes and, and be engaged. And so at this portion of our scripture, we, we love to pause and we, we, uh, uh, we pray and, uh, uh, we read the scripture together. So in our service, we're going to pause for just a moment. I'm going to read some scripture to you, and then we'll pray together. In Acts chapter 4, verse 32, it says this, Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own. But they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were given their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of land or houses sold them and bought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. This Joseph, who was also called by the apostle Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet." Father, this morning, um, we just ask that you would prepare our hearts. God, that we would uh, be open to what it is that you, you want to say to us this morning. And we thank you for the, uh, the wonderful privilege of just being able to pause and, and worship you and, and sing hymns and, and, and prayers to you. this morning. I don't have the ability to know what you're walking through unless you've shared it with me or one of our leaders. I ask for whatever it is right now that you would just give it to the Father. Maybe it's a big question, a question you think is really hard to answer. Or maybe you're wrestling with your faith and you're like, man, Jesus, I want to believe that you're real. Believe that the Holy Spirit loves to show up when, when we collectively gather to, to open His Word and, and to pray and to sing. So I'm going to pray right now that He, whatever it is that you're with, whatever need that you have, whatever prayer that you right now are giving to Him, I'm going to pray that He answers it today. Maybe He does it, as Pastor Josh shares with us, maybe that's where He'll reveal it. Maybe He'll reveal it on the way home. Maybe out of the mouth of babes and one of your kids will let you hear that answer Father we want to people be a people of great faith and recklessly trust in what you want to do in our lives 
God, we want to believe that you take the brokenness of our lives and that you make it strong. Father, we want to believe that you take what we, what we think is, is, is broken and, and you see it as beautiful and you restore it and you redeem it. Father, so we know that your word says that you, you answer us when we call and when we pray. And so for, for your kids today, your sons, your daughters, I, I pray that you would answer that prayer so plainly, so specifically today. Father, if there's a need that they have, that you would demonstrate by the power of your Holy Spirit how they're supposed to meet that need, how, how you are intersecting. God, I pray that you give us great faith. God, I pray that this house would be one where people feel safe to explore who you are and fall more in love with you and take big steps of faith. And Father, I pray that we would demonstrate that where we continue as this house so, so, does so well that we meet one another's needs and we pour into one another and keep each other accountable and all this in loving you and trying to radically change our city with the hope of who Jesus is. And it's in his name I pray. Amen. Good morning, Audacity Church. Uh, I am Josh Duell, one of the elders here. And uh, kids, for the kids who are taking notes, if you can't figure out how to spell Duell, uh, you can just put Mr. Awesome in the notes. I will give you an extra high five or hug after the service. So just feel free to put Mr. Awesome in the speaker section. Uh, Ronnie asked me, uh, geez, probably about a month and a half ago, uh, to speak first Sunday. Um, I'm not sure if it was because he knew the kids would be in here and I'm kind of like a big kid uh, or what, but um, he asked me to speak on generosity and I was like, man, that'd be cool. I'd love to speak on giving and uh, started going through and looking and realized giving and generosity are not the same thing. Um, so generosity, uh, I actually have a definition for you guys, it's, or three of them, I guess, as it's kind of laid out. Um, it's characterized uh, by a noble or kindly spirit, imagination, or uh, excuse me, kindly and generous heart, liberal in giving, or my personal favorite, uh, marked by abundance or ample proportions. And uh, abundance and ample proportions is like how I like to think of God when He does stuff. Uh, he does it big. He doesn't. Um, he doesn't do small things. He does big things. Um, sometimes we have to take small faith steps, but those small faith steps lead to big blessings and big miracles, uh, things we would never expect. And so, um, so as I learned that, studying, right, uh, just learning about what it, what it means to be generous and what it is to, to be generous, I, I, studied, I wonder what the Bible says on generosity, right, because I'd hate to speak a sermon on generosity without uh, actually looking at the Bible. And so I started looking, and turns out, Bible only mentions generosity about a dozen times. I was like, man, that's kind of weird. 
started looking at it a little bit more. Well, the Bible likes to use the word blessing a lot. So they say, when you receive it or you become it, you're a blessing. And so uh, sometimes they'll use the word blessing. And another term was kind of like a willingness to be a blessing. And so it's an act, right? It's an act that we do. We have to be generous. A blessing is a thing. So it's a willingness to be a blessing. And so, uh, so to be generous, is the will- another term would be like the willingness to be a blessing. And if you're like me, uh, what you struggle with every day is the willingness. It's real easy to say, man, I wish that person would be blessed. It's a lot harder to bless them uh, out of our own provision. And so that it just kind of becomes a struggle in our walk. And uh, I thought, man, if, if I struggle to be a blessing, you know, I'm going to go look, look through Scripture and, and see, like, what, what is it that I struggle with? Maybe it's money or maybe it's time, whatever it is, because uh, these are all facets of being generous. It's not, it's not just money. And uh, we need to be givers of everything we have. And so I kind of looked into it and I thought, man, I wonder if there's a good story in here. And of course, everybody thinks of the, the widow in the temple, right? And so to give a little background, there was a, the temple court was kind of a large area. And the Gentiles could walk in kind of in this outer area. And then if you were a Jewish woman, you could go farther in into what they called the court of women. And inside the court of women, they had seven boxes. The first one's for your temple tax, and then there were six more boxes uh, for your free will donations or free will ties. And you can look through the Old Testament. There's a whole bunch of different things you could do. Sometimes they were grain offerings, different kinds of food offerings. But you could also give money. And so by this time in Roman society, they'd kind of, not they kind of moved away a lot from some of the food offerings and more into you know, monetized society with grain offerings and such, or with uh, coins and everything. And so um, I just think it's interesting because we get this story, and Jesus just standing there like this, checking out people giving. So, so after the service, I'll be in the back by the offering basket like, you go, what, are you, what are you doing here? Show me your app. No. Ah, I'm not Jesus, so I don't know if you're, what you're putting in is good or not. But... Don't worry, I'm done scaring you guys. Uh, but so he's sitting there just checking them out, man, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I just think he's, like, the look on his face is probably like, kind of unimpressed, right? Kind of unimpressed, like, okay, that guy gave, that guy gave. And then some lady comes up, takes two pennies and drops them in, right? And his eyes light up, or this is how I see it in my mind anyway, his lights, like, check that out. And everybody's like, she gave two cents, man. Like, who cares? It's two cents, you know? And he's like, Man, this is amazing. So when we look at the scripture, right? Luke 21, verse 1 through 4, he says, And he looked up, and he saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury, and he also saw a poor widow putting in two mites or two, two cents. And he said, Truly I say to you that this poor widow has more than all. Right? Well, obviously she doesn't have more than all. She doesn't have more money. She has the least amount of money. She has nothing. But Jesus doesn't look at money, right? Jesus looks at the heart. He says, she has more than all, for all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God, stuff that will not hurt them in their livelihood, in their style of living. But she, out of her poverty, gave all she had, right? 
And so, man, there's a ton of takeaway. One, it's if you're loaded and you put in like, you know, if you're making 100 grand a year and you put in 100 bucks every three months, you know, God's not going to be a big fan of that. I'm just saying, you know, you, hey, you know me, Mr. Honesty, right? So he's checking. I was like, you know, that doesn't, that's nothing for you guys. Like that, that's not a sacrifice. That's not, that's not a tithe, you know, that's just something like, oh, hey, here you go, whatever you, whatever you want, you know, and you put it in there. But that, the widow had faith to the point she gave all she had. And the other thing God says is, hey, if that's all you got, bring it. You know, I don't know what those, I don't know what those two pennies did, you know, but God's going to bless those two pennies. You know, if all you got's a dollar and, you're, and God wants you to give that dollar, give the dollar, man. Trust God to make up the difference. God will fill in where you cannot. God will take care of what you need and you will not uh, you will get that reward because you have had the faith, right? You've had faith to trust God with what you have, with the money you make, and you will give that to him, and he will make it great. He will grow it in abundance. And so that's, God, I'm not good at generosity, right? God is good at generosity. God teaches me. God fills in my weakness. Second Corinthians uh, 12, verse 6. says, Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool, for I would be speaking the truth but I refrain from it so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears in me. And so, what does that mean? It means I don't want to boast uh, in what I do, but I continue in verse 9 and 10, Paul says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So what I'm saying, right? Like I'm not, I haven't been good at the generosity thing my whole life. And I assume most people haven't, except maybe my wife, but don't, whatever. So anyway, I guess she comes by it naturally or something. I have no idea. But so generosity, right, it's hard. But what does God do? God says, you know what? I'm made perfect in your weakness. If you're not good at generosity, I got your back. I'll pick up the slack. Trust me. Have the faith. I'll pick you up. And this goes for anything. This verse isn't, about gener- isn't specifically about generosity. It's about human nature and how God is able to fill in the voids, right? We're very, very imperfect, but God is very, very perfect. And so he is able to fill in where we are not able to make it. And so uh, the rest of the sermon is kind of going to be a little bit autobiographical about my faith journey. And the reason it's about my faith journey is because without faith, it's really hard to have generosity, right? It's really hard to continue to give to somebody, especially in a sacrificial manner, if you don't have faith that God is going to take care of you, that God is going to provide for you, and that God's going to continue to give for you. And so these two things are kind of intertwined. Um, and I'm going to go way back to the beginning when I uh, was really bad about giving anything. And... Uh, there was a time, and I just, you know, I was going to church, and I'd kind of give when I thought about it, $20 here and $20 there or whatever, not to minimize what $20 can do, but I wasn't being faithful with my money. I was just giving when I thought about it, and uh, I was challenged, hey, uh, you know, you need to have faith that God's going to provide, and I was like, well, what does that mean, you know, and 
kind of read up on it, studied it, challenged to it, by it, and I said, all right, so I, I told God, I'm going to, and I don't know why I picked a whole year, I said, I'm going to give for 12 months every month, and I think I made it like 10 or 11 out of the 12 months, because I didn't have like the auto recycle like on the donation thing, so sometimes I forget. That's, that's a lifesaver, man. Anyway, so, uh, so I was giving, and that, that calendar year, right, I didn't get to, to my recollection that I can think of anyways, I didn't get any huge pay raises or anything, but I could tell you at the end of the year, my cars broke down less, I had less problems at my house. Uh, I, I, was in no, I was in no worse shape at the end of that year after giving money than I was when I didn't give the year before when I was kind of just erratically here and there. But I'm going to say, because, right, God makes up for our weaknesses. God is going to bless that giving because he's going to fill in that gap. We're going to be, you know, and what is it? Maybe it's, you know, a few dollars here, a few dollars there. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe that gas tank stretches a little bit farther. Maybe that washing machine lasts a little bit longer. You know, maybe, that, maybe the weather's cool and you have a lower AC bill for the summer. I don't know what it is. God is able to provide, right? So, step one, baby steps. Okay, cool. God can provide for me, right? That's great. So now I know I can give and God's going to provide. So I give regularly. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the next step. So not... Well, I don't know, probably too long after starting at Audacity, I was praying about a job opportunity I had, and it was just kind of wishy-washy, and I couldn't get any feedback on it, and I just, I, I told God, I said, hey, uh, I don't know what's going on here, but I said, from now on, I'm going to give you half of every raise I get. So every time I get a raise, let's say I get a raise for a, a $100 a paycheck, 50 of it's yours every time. I said, I'm going to do that. And he, and he said, and so we, we did that. And, uh, and then I got that promotion. And I gave him half, like I said I would. And every year I got a raise. Every year that I've gotten a raise, and I've got a raise every year. There's one year in my company, I'll tell you, they froze all the raises. They did layoffs. Froze all the raises for everybody. And uh, they, at the end of the year, they gave out promotions to people who were high performers. Lots of air quotes. I hope you can see this on Facebook. I don't know what this means if you're a friends guy. So, um, so I got lots of promotion. So I got a promotion at the end. So even when nobody else or very few others got a raise, I got a raise. And um, I continued to give, right? Here's half. Here's half. Here's half. Um, so baby step one, you can fill in. Baby step two, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go out deeper and see if it can hurt, right? I'm going to try and be more sacrificial about it. And God filled in, and God filled in. And I've had, um, man, uh, my salary's gone up, I'll tell you. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I keep giving, right, because we're stewards of God's money. It's not my money. It's God's money. We're just here to use it wisely. So whether it's running a church, whether it's running your household finances, you know, whatever you're to do, you're to do it wisely because God entrusted you with those resources. So, baby step two, man, okay, so now I know what he can do in my life, right? Well, what if I give to others? What can he do for other people? Well, uh, 
if you're in the leadership, you know this story, and uh, maybe even if you're not. But last year, a dear, dear friend of mine had a need for a new automobile, a very large automobile, a passenger van. I wonder who I'm talking about. And the last one, I believe it was the old van, although it might have been a different car, uh, literally had a wheel fall off. I think it was on Highway 75. Uh, the air conditioner broke, the water pump broke, the fuel pump broke, and uh, it was like fix one thing and two things break on the old van. Um, and so it was obviously time. Like it had been time like two years ago. But anyway, it was really time now. And so, right, so I, I knew I had faith for me, but, but what, about, what about Ronnie, right? Oh, yeah, spoiler alert, it's Ronnie's van. So anyway, I just ruined that whole story, didn't I? Nobody had any clue where I was going. And uh, it was like, man, we're going we're gonna to raise the money for this van. And so uh, I was going to keep it a secret. And just to give you a little background, I'm terrible at keeping secrets. One time when I used to work for Ronnie mowing lawns, I thought I'd give him some money back because you know, I think they had a bill or something they needed to pay or whatever. And I made a ton of money because I was a student at TU. So if you want to know how much those make, just talk to these guys over here. They didn't make a fortune. And uh, so I snuck like this cashier's check in the mail or whatever, only like I couldn't write it without getting my name on it. They're like, oh, you got to put your name on a cashier's check, which obviously isn't true because anyway, <laughs> I think that banker didn't know what they were talking about. So yeah, it was a total, total fail on my end about keeping secrets. But this one was way more awesome. So, I want you to know I'm getting smarter, or at least more wise in my old age. And so I was like, man, we're going we're gonna to raise money for this van. And then I realized I have no idea how to do this. I'm terrible at raising money. I'm terrible at asking people for things. Uh, I don't, I just don't, like, I'm like, I'll take care of it. I can do this myself. I'm Captain Awesome. And so, um, what I did is I, I just sent a letter out to some of the people in the church, and I said, hey, uh, I'd like to raise money for a van for Ronnie. And I said, I'm never going to ask you guys to do anything that I'm not willing to do, except maybe sing on stage. So I'll have Ruthie ask you for that. But, so I'll never ask you to do anything I'm not willing to do. So what I said is, I'll, I'll pony up the first $1,000. And so I put in the first 1000 because I thought that was fair. We raised, what, $7,700 or something like that. And he was able to get a van that actually runs and has air conditioning and doesn't have wheels fall off on the highway. Yeah, amen, right? Amen, like, oh my gosh. So, so step three, right? Oh man, my faith's getting strong now. Man, if I, if I sow seed, God, God brings in the abundance. God brings in, you know, I do the first one, he brings in the other $6,700 or whatever. Like, cool, man, this is neat. Faith is growing, right? Faith is growing. Uh, and then, what about a church, right? Okay, so there's, there's my family, my best friend's family. What about the church family? See, each one of these seems to be harder. I don't know if it's because there's more people involved. And so, but back in October of last year, we were out of money. And Ronnie and I were talking about it and praying about it, and we shared some of the some of the stuff with the congregation, with our leadership team and everybody else, right? And I was just, you think by now, like, I'd have faith about these things, but I'm terrible. I just don't. I don't know if I'm a slow learner, like, I'm in the remedial class at Bible school, 
Jesus is like, man, you need to pick it up, bro. I'm like, I'm sorry. But what happens? We got a cashier's check from Anonymous. So that's how I know you can write a cashier's check from Anonymous. <laughs> right? Came to the church. Somebody knows how to do that. It wasn't me. Sent it to the church. You know, uh, talk to people about it. They're like, oh, it's probably a scam. It's probably not real. It was real. Because God provides. God gives when we don't know where it's going to come from. And uh, God gave that $10,000. And when we get close to running out of money now, guess what? That don't bother me none, man. Like, I'm like, whatever, God's got this. This ain't my church, this is God's church. If he wants it to go, we're good, man. Because step four, man, I stepped up there, man, God built it up, man. My faith is, my faith is strong. Now, I'm almost up to a whole mustard seed, I'm pretty sure. I'm like three quarters of a mustard seed right now. So, so I know that God keeps building, God keeps sharing, God keeps building my faith, and I hope that this builds your faith, right? I'm not sharing this because it's something I did, right? God, God is, His grace is sufficient for my weakness. He is building my faith. And so, as we take this journey, we see that our faith is growing. In fact, I think about this like as a, just a church family, right? What did, what did the church family do back in the day, right? The early church. In Acts 4.34, Ronnie read some of that, read quite a bit more of that, but this morning, earlier, and he says, there was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them, brought the proceeds of what was sold, right? So that's what generosity looks like. And so as a church, we try to model generosity. We give to hope is alive. We give more money than churches, what, two, three, four times our size, right? We're little, but we're generous. We raised over $1,000 for Bristow. We handed them a check after all the supplies and everything were paid for $300. Is it because we're loaded? No. It's because we're generous, right? And I pray, and by the way, Ronnie doesn't see what you give, but I do. And so I look at that list. Yeah, that's right. That's not a threat, though. Jeez. Oh, that came across wrong, huh? Look out there, Facebook world. Uh, and so when I go down that list, I look down at that list, and I record that in our, in our books. I pray over you guys, right? I see your name pop up. I pray God will bless you. I pray that people will come along in your path to bless you. I pray that, uh, that as you grow in your giving, as you learn to be more generous, that things will happen, that your face will become stronger, uh, that God will become more real in your life, that you be more real with Jesus, that, that his presence stays upon you. And so I talked about, you know, right, generosity is a lifestyle. And so, uh, so I, I gave you my faith journey. But um, what very few of you know is uh, when I say it's a lifestyle, um, generosity is hard, right? The poverty level uh, in the United States for a family of like $20,000, $21,000, maybe a little bit higher, maybe twenty three, twenty four. dollars I didn't write it in my notes, so... But um, it's right in the, it's in the low 20s for like a family of four. And uh, so it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's a real low number, like to the point where you're like, man, you know, like between rent and food, I'm out of money and I still got to give to the tax, man. So, uh, so it's, it's pretty low. And uh, what you guys don't know is that uh, in planning this church, um, that there is a, there's a family, right, worked for this church, and they were below the poverty line. 
and they work really, really hard every week, every day, just about. And uh, it's difficult. It's difficult to be that generous, to give your time, knowing that you're making like $11 an hour, right? And basically what you're doing is you're relying on faith. You're relying on God to show up every month with extra money, extra money. And it's really hard if you had a family of four. It's really hard when you have a family of nine. And, uh, but God showed up every week or every month. And it wasn't a lot. It wasn't an abundance, but it was enough. And they were able to buy shoes and school supplies for their kids. And so what generosity really looks like, right, is sacrificing. Because they believe in you. Because Ronnie and Ashley believed in you. They sacrificed for $11 an hour straight time. I don't know. I wasn't paying him OT, so I guess he was salary. And uh, so when I say I know what generosity looks like, I do because I've seen it as an example of when somebody just pushed and pushed and pushed, never gave up. I'm sure there was days he wanted. In fact, I know there was days he wanted to give up. Heck, there's days I wanted to give up and I had a job, you know. So is it easy? No, it's not easy. Is it always going to be hard? Probably. We're human. You know, we're always going to want to step back and say, man, I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know if it's worth it. But, man, we're not called... You know, we're not called to do anything great. We're called to be obedient. We're called to be obedient, okay? Whether this church is 2,000 or 200 or 20 does not matter. We're called to be obedient. We're called to do what God tells us to do. We're called to love others, and we're called to love Him. So, what did that teach me, right? The earth is Jehovah's, all it contains, the world and all those who dwell in it. Psalms 24.1 that means everything is his. Everything is his. If we are faithful, if we are obedient, we won't have tons of problems in life, right? Or will we? We will, because that's what's going to happen. It doesn't, it's, not, it's not a giving and being generous. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's not a way to uh, get through life and, and think that things are going to be easy. No, every time we take another faith step, God lifts the bar a little higher, right? He's going to continue to grow our faith, continue to grow our faith until we become like the widow, until we become like a poor widow and we're able to give everything. We're able to give everything. We're able to sell the extra property or to cash in our 401k or whatever it is, and we're able to donate that to the church or to somebody who needs it, right? Laid it at the feet of the apostles. That's what it was in Acts, right? They brought the money to the apostles and they gave it to the poor and the needy in their congregation. So that's what real generosity looks like. It's really getting rid of all the extras so that you're forced to rely on God, right? You lean on God, you lean on your wealth. And God says, you know, lean on me. And so that's what we need to do. So everything, everyone you see is God's, we're just a steward of it. The better steward we are, the more he's going to give us. For ourselves, no. So we can share it with others. So God can be glorified through our generosity so that we can learn how to grow in faith and so that others can come to know the saving power of Jesus, that they can become in relationship with Jesus and that they can know. And then they get to go through all this faith journey with us. And so uh, kind of as I close here this morning, I just want to say at Audacity, right, we have a saying. We always ask for your time, 
your talent, and your treasure. And what I find is that a lot of people like to give one, maybe two, right? A lot of people like to put a check in the offering as if that's going to cover up for not volunteering or maybe not singing in front of on the stage or maybe that's going to be the thing. Or maybe if I volunteer a lot, you know, I don't have to put any money in the plate or whatever it is. Not that we pass one around. But, uh, and so what we do is we need, to, we need to be generous with all three. No time is too little, right? Maybe you only have half an hour to donate. Swing by. You don't know what conversations God has in store for that half hour. You don't know what God has planned, what kind of blessing you can be in someone's life in half an hour. If you got two dollars or two pennies, you don't know what God has planned for those two pennies or those two dollars, right? If you think your talent is too small, man, I'm not talented. There's nothing I can do. I don't know what to do, you know? There's something you can do. You know, I don't care if it's cleaning the toilet for Jesus, man. Clean the toilet. I don't care if it's sweeping a floor, running a vacuum cleaner, painting a wall, whatever it is. God is going to bless that effort. That goes, that goes into your heavenly account. It's far better than your earthly account, right? That's a mark for you in heaven. That's a crown in heaven. We want to be obedient, not because we want rewards, but because we love Jesus. And so... This morning, all I ask is that as you go from here, uh, that you be generous with your life, right? If somebody needs something, maybe it's a kind word, maybe it's a cold glass of water, whatever it is, uh, I ask that you guys do that. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get plugged into the ministry of Audacity or support this ministry financially, you can get more information at loveservego.com. 